Jagria at Vulture Peak Mountain, together with a great gathering of the Sangha of monks and a great gathering of the Sangha of Bodhisattvas. At that time, the Blessed One entered the Samadhi that expresses the Dharma called Profound Illumination, and at the same time, Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, while practicing the Profound Prajnaparamita, saw in this way. He saw the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Then, through the power of the Buddha, Venerable Shariputra said to Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, How should a son or daughter of noble family train who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita? Addressed in this way, Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, said to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, a son or daughter of noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita should see in this way, seeing the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Form is emptiness, emptiness also is form, emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. There are no characteristics. There is no birth and no cessation. There is no impurity and no purity. There is no decrease and no increase. Therefore, Shariputra, in emptiness there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, no consciousness, no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no dharmas, no eye, datu, up to no mind, datu, datu of dharmas, no mind consciousness, datu, no ignorance, no end of ignorance, up to no old age and death, no end of old age and death, no suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, no path, no wisdom, no attainment, and no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the Bodhisattvas have no attainment, they abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear. They transcend falsity and attain complete nirvana. All the Buddhas of the three times, by means of Prajnaparamita, fully awaken to unsurpassable, true, complete enlightenment. Therefore, the great mantra of Prajnaparamita, the mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequaled mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as true since there is no deception. Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way, Teata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangati Bodhisoha. Thus Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, should train the profound Prajnaparamita. Then the Blessed One arose from that Samadhi and praised Noble Avogateshvara, Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught, and all the Tathagatas will rejoice. When the Blessed One had said this, Venerable Shariputra and Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, that whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, asuras, and gandharvas rejoiced and praised the words of the Blessed One. <laughs> Go
A fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. Holy Lamas high, wrap the sky of your Dharma bodies in massive clouds of knowledge and love. Let them pour upon the earth of your disciples as we are ready. Shower of rain, the teachings deep and wide. Dagi 
Sous-titrage Samba so once again, we are uh, looking at Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment. Uh, and if we look at it according to the outline we've gone through so thus far, uh, we find various categories. We find first uh, how to rely upon the t uh, teacher that is the root of the path, uh, and then the next category of the stages of how students train their minds after having relied upon the teacher. Uh, so in that category, we find two major headings. First, an exhortation to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity, uh, and then how to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, under that second section, how to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity, we have three major headings. Training the mind in the stage of the past shared in common with beings of small capacity, training the mind in the stage of the past shared in common with beings of medium capacity, and training the mind in the stages of the path for beings of great capacity. Uh, under the first heading, training uh, 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 the mind in the stage of the past shared in common with beings of small capacity, we have three categories. First, the actual training of thought of a person of small capacity. Uh, the measure of the, second, the measure of the attitude of a person of small capacity. And then third, dispelling any misconceptions related to a person of small capacity. Under the first category, actual training of thought of a person of small capacity, we have two major headings. Uh, developing the state of mind that strives diligently for the sake of future lives and then secondly, relying on a means or a method for achieving happiness in one's next life. Uh, the major heading of uh, relying on a means or a method of achieving happiness uh, in one's next life has two categories. First, uh, refuge, 
And then second, uh, karma <coughs> results. Uh, so we finished the refuge section and dealing with the karma uh, and its results uh, section. And uh, when we look at the major first major heading under the karma and its results section, we, we find the category of developing the faith of conviction uh, that is the root of all temporary happiness and certain goodness. Uh, so <coughs> major heading in that section on, under uh, karma. So developing the faith of conviction in karma and its results. Uh, so this is what the faith and conviction is. Faith of conviction is, the faith of conviction is in, it's having faith of conviction in karma and its results. Uh, so when we look at that section, we break it down into the major headings. We find that there are three major headings. First, uh, um, the reflecting on uh, karma and its results generally. Uh, second, reflecting on karma and its results specifically or with particulars. Uh, and then the third category is how to engage in virtue and turn away from non-virtue after you have reflected on karma and its effects in, uh, in general <coughs> in detail or in general <coughs> and in, with the particulars. Uh, so these are the um, uh, major headings. And then when we get to the first major heading, which is the uh, karma and its effects uh, in general, we'll find two major points there. The actual way in which to reflect in general, and then the reflecting on the distinctions among the varieties of karma. Uh, so the first category of the actual way to reflect in general has four points we've gone over, the certainty of karma, the magnification of karma, uh, the not experience the effects of actions that you do not do, and that actions that you have done do not perish. Uh, so these are the four categories under the actual way in which you reflect in general. Uh, and now we're going to be moving on to reflecting on the distinctions among the varieties of karma. Uh, so that's where we are now. Uh, uh, so we're going to turn to page 216 in the English, uh, where we get into the ten paths of action. You'll see at the top. Uh, so that's where uh, it is. Uh, there is outline on 215, uh, but we'll get started probably on 216 just to get everybody to where we are in the text. Uh, ta ne Nietzsche 
so when we move to the section uh, again page 216 in the English we have reflecting on the distinctions among the varieties of karma in two parts the principal teaching of the ten passive action and the determination of the effects of actions uh, the first category uh, the principal teaching of the ten passive action uh, is referring to the the main teaching uh, that the Buddha gave about uh, um, what to engage in and what to abandon uh, enumerated by, way, by ten. Uh, so when we look at uh, these passive action, one engages in actions through uh, his or her body, uh, speech, and mind. So the Buddha presented these uh, ten uh, varieties uh, to show the most important or the most coarse things to adopt uh, uh, and the most coarse uh, um, important things to abandon. Um, so these ten paths are the most important or the coarsest things to engage in or abandon through our body, speech, and mind as prescribed by the Buddha. Now the Buddha did not state that this is pervasive. So if it is a, a, um, a, non, a misdeed, it does not necessarily mean it is among uh, these ten uh, paths of action, or if it is a virtue, uh, um, it is not necessarily among the ten paths of action. Uh, uh, but uh, we're saying that these ten paths of actions are the, the real coarse explanation of, of actions, uh, or the most important ones uh, to initially point out. So uh, the Buddha pointed them out as important points, uh, or the, the most important points, or the coarse form of, of behavior <coughs> modification, if you will. Uh, so uh, then, uh, but did state uh, that if it is uh, a misdeed, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's among these ten. Uh, so uh, this is what was, was pointed out. So in Jamian Sheba's uh, outline, we f find first uh, the category, which is the principal teaching of the ten passive action. Uh, and then the second category of the importance of engaging in virtue and abandoning non-virtue. Uh, so in, in uh, Jayan Sheva's commentary, which is among uh, in the four interwoven commentaries, we find this th uh, pointed out. <coughs> it's important uh, um, in all areas uh, of of practice. So what was stated was is that the ten their ten non virtuous actions were presented by Lord Lord Buddha, and then Buddha stated that the abandonment of them is necessarily the ethics which is the abandonment of the ten non-virtues and necessarily then the ten virtues. So the ten the abandonment of the ten is what the ten virtues are referring to. Um, so when we find uh, this second point that Jamyan Sheba is making, the importance of engaging in virtue uh, and the importance of abandoning non-virtue, we find that if one wants to go to the higher realms of cyclic existence to the gods and the humans, it's necessary to engage in this principal teaching of the ten paths of engaging in virtue and abandoning non-virtue. Uh, if one wishes to uh, achieve the results of the hearers or the solitary realizers paths or the bodhisattva paths or uh, the complete Buddhahood, 
all of these practitioners must rely on these 10 root paths or these 10 paths of action, the abandonment of the 10 negative ones and engaging in the ethics, which is the abandonment of the 10 uh, non-virtuous ones. Uh, so uh, it, one cannot achieve the state of liberation, nor can one achieve the state of omniscience uh, without uh, engaging in these things, uh, and uh, engaging in the positive and abandoning uh, the negative. Uh, so we find uh, then a, a couple of quotes in this section, one from uh, Chandrakirti's uh, entrance into the middle way that points out uh, the needs where it says, for ordinary beings, those born from the Buddha's speech, those whose natures are certain as self-enlightened or conquerors' children, there are no causes of certain goodness or high status apart from ethical discipline. Uh, so here, uh, the point being made is that all of these uh, results rely upon uh, this ethical behavior and the abandonment of non-virtue, and then specifically these principal behaviors that the Buddha taught. Uh, and then we find uh, two quotes also uh, to support this enumeration from one from the treasury of knowledge uh, and then another from the exegesis of discipline, uh, the treasury of knowledge stating, systemizing the most obvious among them, the Buddha said that the passive action, virtuous or non-virtuous, are ten. Uh, so uh, these are the two uh, quotes, uh, two quotes that help to support uh, the enumeration, uh, and then uh, second, uh, secondly, the importance and necessity of achieving or of, of engaging. That's one of the what two two points that the what the conduct the what the side nibindo says doa what the two two point yung doa side nibindo le doa. So the next uh, category in Jayan Sheba's text uh, is abandoning uh, um, uh, um, uh, deception, or uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, de abandoning deception. So basically, uh, hypocrisy, that's the word. Abandoning hypocrisy. So abandoning hypocrisy is referring to uh, those beings who have not, uh, um, uh, do not engage in this practice of the ten paths of virtue uh, and so forth. Uh, uh, and, and they believe uh, that these ten paths of virtue will not allow you to, will not make you become a Buddha, that these simple ten paths aren't important and they will not uh, make you become a Buddha. Uh, so here, this section is to negate that idea um, because it's necessary to have these ten paths of action, the abandonment of the negative and the engaging in the positive in order to achieve the state of Buddhahood. Uh, so those practitioners who state that they are a Mahayanist but don't state the importance of these ten passive actions are actually engaging in hypocrisy and deception. So it's the abandonment of that hypocrisy of saying that one is a Mahayanist but not finding this uh, um, uh, introductory behavior modification as importance along uh, related to being a Mahayanist when it is a central, uh, um, of central importance. <laughs> So then uh, now we move on to page 218. 
uh, in the English, the determination of the effects of actions, or how effects are uh, actions, uh, the effects of actions are determined. And there are three points or parts that are uh, made here. Um, black actions and their effects. Um, this is out of the Tibetan. Here it says non-virtuous, but just going back to that, they've chosen to translate, explain the translation as opposed to directly translating it. So I'm going to uh, use the, the black actions and their effects, white actions and their effects, a presentation of other classifications of karma. Uh, so these are the three categories uh, which will explain the determination of the effects of actions. so the determination of the effects of actions, first non-virtuous actions and their effects, or black actions and their effects. So black actions and their effects here are referring to those non ten non-virtuous actions and their results. Uh, white actions and their effects refers to the ten virtuous actions and their results. And a presentation of other classifications of karma is uh, the explanations of other points that are made. So uh, karma that is great because of its uh, um, uh, basis and so forth. A, a great level of karma, a medium level of karma, a small level of karma. Uh, so these are other classifications of karma that will fall into this category. Uh, what magnify, what makes a karma greater or, or, and so forth uh, than other karmas. Uh, so that, that, that are similar deeds, that are similar to deeds to them. Uh, so that will be explained in, in this part. Uh, so we begin then with black actions and their effects, which are again non-virtuous actions and their effects, beginning with killing. <laughs> Less so. so when we say um, media, great, medium, and small, uh, uh, we're speaking of the degrees uh, of karma. So the greatest degree, so the great level of karma, the great degree of karma gives rise, of negative karma, rather, gives rise to rebirth in the hell realm. A medium degree of negative karma gives rise to rebirth in a hungry ghost realm, and a small degree of negative karma gives rise to rebirth into the animal realm. Uh, and then the opposite is also true. A great degree of virtue gives rise to rebirth in the gods realm. A medium degree of virtue gives rise to rebirth in the demigods realm. And then a small degree of virtue gives rise to a human rebirth. So this is how uh, we explain the, the small, medium, and great degrees of karma and their results. <laughs> Mugo, 
Um, so when we look at killing, what is killing? So killing specifically means uh, separating a sentient being from their life. Uh, so, uh, so it's taking a sentient being and separating them from their life. Uh, so, uh, or you can also call it life force, or from their life force. Uh, so is life or life force. So separating them from that life. Uh, so once you do that, and so it's separating an, another. Uh, so another is referring to some, a being outside of yourself. So separating another uh, um, uh, from a sentient being from his or her or its life. Uh, so this is what we, how we define killing. It's when a, we, sep- we separate another sentient beings from their life. Uh, so they're, they're killed, basically. That is what killing is when they're, they are separated from this particular life. Um, and I know I repeated that a bunch of times, but I'm just I'm trying to, to get it exactly accurate based on what Rinpoche is technically saying. So, uh, so when we look at the um, suicide, um, because there isn't an, an external person involved, we can't say that this is categorically killing. Uh, we can say that it is uh, separating from potential future and it's causing negativity, but we cannot say that it's killing because the basis of killing has to be a different sentient being or an outsider uh, that, that we separate from their life. Uh, so, and then uh, we get into points made from the Bodhisattva Bhumis uh, by Master Asanga uh, that uh, um, support th- these points and so forth. Not Mandatan Chichu 
so then uh, we find uh, um, the explanation of what killing is. So uh, this is according to, it says, the compendium of determinations. Uh, uh, and the, so when we look at uh, Master Asanga's works, we find the five treatises on the levels uh, and then the two compendiums. Uh, so Master Asanga's compendiums, uh, the, the two compendiums, this is one of the compendiums. Uh, so, and then the boat levels of yogic deeds. Uh, um, uh, no, I'm sorry. So this, this, is, uh, this is one of the two compendiums. So it says the compendium of determinations teaches this in five categories. Basis, perception, attitude, affliction, and conclusion. However, you can condense the middle three... Uh, into the category of attitude and add the uh, category of performance uh, to give a condensed presentation of each of the paths of action in four categories basis, attitude, performance, and culmination. Uh, so here, uh, um, such a presentation is easy to understand and there is no contradiction between it and the in intention in Asanga's teaching. Uh, so here, um, it states that one can take the second. Uh, uh, make a major heading uh, called attitude and take the second, uh, third, and fourth category of the five and put them together and, and call them attitude. Uh, so you're putting uh, um, uh, perception, attitude, and affliction together under the major heading of attitude. Uh, so making for first basis attitude, which then includes those other two as well, performance and culmination. Uh, so in order for... a uh, a path, uh, uh, a non-virtuous path of killing uh, to take place, there have to be these four things. So the basis here is uh, another sentient being. Uh, so here the basis is another sentient being. Uh, the attitude is the attitude to kill. Uh, the preparation, the getting the weapon, the getting all the things that are necessary in order to and get to to conclude to have the conclusion you're looking for, which is separating a sentient being from his or her its life, uh, and then the performance is the actual killing, the actual activity of killing, uh, and then the culmination is when the sentient being is separated from his or her its life. Uh, so once the, the sentient being is separated from their lives, at that point in time, there is a complete uh, karmic path of, of killing. Uh, so these four things uh, must be present uh, in order for there to be a karmic path of killing. Dixon. <laughs> 
so we we look at what we're what we kill what is the basis of killing it's a sentient being who has a life uh, so a sentient being who is alive or has a life is a ba- an a other sentient being who is alive alive or has a life uh, is the basis that we are to for killing Okay. Um, uh, so when we look at, for instance, cutting down a tree or ending the tree's quote-unquote life, it's, there isn't real life there by the terms that we're speaking of because in order for there to be life, there has to be uh, among the two uh, consciousness and or uh, warmth. Uh, warmth. I, it's a word I wasn't sure of, and Rinpoche said warmth, heat. Uh, so there might be a better word to use for this one, but it's the warmth that the body that uh, someone is alive creates. Now, the reason that we say among is because a formless realm being does not have this warmth, but they have uh, consciousness. Um, so a being in the formless realm uh, does not have this feeling of warmth, uh, but he or she does have consciousness. So this qualifies them uh, as being alive, being a, a, an alive uh, sentient uh, being that is alive. Um, so, uh, make sure I got everything. So, when we're cutting down a tree, we're not actually killing. We're not ending a life because there isn't consciousness, nor uh, is there uh, um, this warmth, this inner warmth. Nanju so then we've, we have uh, more points made from Asanga's levels of yogic deeds. Uh, um, it says, among these, the basis of killing is a being who is alive. 
Moreover, the levels of yogic deeds adds the qualification other, as in another living being. This is in consideration of cases of suicide when there is a, a sin of commission that lacks culmination. Uh, so there is no way for the, the end or the culmination to take place if the person has committed suicide because he or she isn't there for the culmination of the karma uh, because they are dead. Uh, so uh, this is what is meant uh, by that in this case. Because all four qualifications aren't present, suicide would not be considered a path of, uh, of killing, a, uh, a path of ki- a karmic path of killing. These four have to be present for there to be killing. ดิสมาวอตเดอร์ยูเซนะโอเคดิสมาวอตเดอร์ยูเซนะโอเคอ่าซอโอเคซอเอ่อโอเคซอเอ่อโอเคซอเอ่อโอเคซอเอ่อโ
differentiating between objects. This is what this is, that is what this is, that is what that is. Uh, so this is called the discrimination. Here it's translated as perception, which is also a way to translate it. Form, feeling, perception. In the Heart Sutra, it's the same word. Uh, so we can also use uh, discrimination. Uh, so here, uh, there are four types. Um, uh, so first, it says perceiving a living being that the basis to be a living being. So this is a correct view. Uh, so uh, this is establishing uh, as the basis uh, a living being. And it's a correct establishment because it actually is a living being. Uh, so this is a correct view. The second is a wrong view, uh, which is perceiving a living being not to be a living being. Uh, so here, this is an incorrect perception. Uh, so here, two of these are correct and two of these are incorrect. Uh, so when we have, for example, the uh, uh, rope that we mistakenly believe is a snake in a dimly lit room, uh, knowing that it is a rope is a non-mistaken view. Believing that it is a snake is a mistaken view, which would categorically fall perceiving a living being not to be a living being. So something that is a being, you're thinking is not a being. In the case of the rope, you're thinking it's not a rope, you're thinking it's a snake. So there's a mistaken perception. Uh, so the first case is a non-mistaken perception where the object of observation is correctly cognized. The second is a mistaken perception where the object of observation is incorrectly cognized. Uh, so the third category, perceiving what is not a living being, not to be a living being, is a correct perception. Uh, so you're establishing this thing uh, as the basis to not be a living being, and it really isn't. Uh, so this is uh, a correct view. But if you are to establish uh, what is not a living being to be a living being, then this is an incorrect perception. So first, when we're, uh, we have this basis, we have to have the attitude that discriminates between what the basis is or isn't in order for it to be a full path of killing because it has to be another sentient being as the basis which we're to separate the life of. So we have to discriminate as to what the basis is or isn't by our um, uh, consciousness. Or, uh, so this is done uh, through thinking. Uh, so this is an actual action of thinking. Uh, discrimination is an action of thinking, uh, an act of thinking. Uh, so these are the four, uh, uh, and the first and third are non-mistaken. The attitudes uh, concerning them are non-mistaken. Uh, so those would be the ones that would need to be present. <laughs> ne and the Jibat, the Sijem, Mabas, Lulu Jimber, Tambut and Sumba, 
So then it says the first and third perceptions are accurate, whereas the second and fourth are mistaken. Uh, so we, the first and third are non-mistaken uh, with regard to the basis. So uh, non-mistaken discrimination with regard to the basis. So the first is perceiving a living being, uh, the basis to be a living being. So you've established a living being as a living being. Uh, so this is uh, a non-mistaken establishment. And then the third, uh, non uh, uh, third is a non-mistaken establishment, perceiving what is not a living being not to be a living being. So this is establishing the basis correctly uh, through a non-mistaken way of looking at it. The second and the fourth are mistaken views, perceiving what is a, uh, perceiving a living being not to be a living being. So something that is alive you think is not a living being. Uh, so this is a mistaken view with regard to the basis. Uh, and then the fourth, perceiving what isn't a living being to be a living being. So think, thinking something that is not living, a living being as defined by alive, uh, in this case sentient being, uh, to be a living being. Uh, so, uh, which is a mistaken view. So these are the four possibilities in terms of attitude, two of them being mistaken, two of them being non-mistaken uh, with regard to the basis, the discrimination of the basis. So, <laughs> So first to establish, you have an eye consciousness that sees uh, a living being. So an eye consciousness apprehends a living being, but then there's a doubt as to whether there or not there is a living being there. So you see it, and then you uh, then discriminate as to whether or not it is a living being. So this is the order of events. First you see something with your eyes and say that's a living being, and then this doubt arises uh, that then is uh, clarified by one's uh, discrimination. So when we're, uh, I might have to look this up, but when uh, we're looking at the tenet systems, according to the Madhyamika Prasangika uh, view, an eye consciousness uh, seeing a human that is a human uh, is, uh, I think we have to use wrong and mistaken here. I've been using mistaken, but there's truche and luche. Uh, mistaken and wrong. So it would be a mistaken view if the eye consciousness apprehends because of the lack of discrimination, but not a wrong view. 
so the garshene the luche mayan the miche the the zutona garshene the seje imbala seje imba shebe miki sheba joro ko seje imba seje imba de yodro da ah seje seje de joro lo luje mare lo tuntures juil tu mares juil macho bares hayul chois so we find this in the uh, uh, maybe a break I can no, yeah, maybe break I can get to the what word English we're using to differentiate because it's in the mind and awareness teaching in the low rig teaching uh, where we find the difference between this wrong view and mistaken view. Uh, so we find the differentiation in there. Uh, and the reason I, I asked Rinpoche if it's a correctly assuming consciousness at that point, he said, no, it's different than that. Uh, so I have to look it up. But he's saying that because the eye consciousness is seeing a human that's a human. Uh, it's not a wrong view, but it's a mistaken view because it's not supported. It's just an observation at that point. Uh, so it's not, uh, con it's not complete. Uh, so we'll, we'll move on at this point, um, but I'll look up, see if I can, uh, in a lexicon perspective, make it a little clearer because um, I, I feel like it's not yet. So. <laughs> So why, Rinpoche is going to answer, why is this a mis uh, mistaken view uh, if the eye consciousness establishes a human being as a human being? Because it observes it as being truly established. <coughs> I see. So we're going, we're going to there. So the eye consciousness is observing it as being truly the Demba Drupa Kela, the So it observes it or experiences it rather as being true. So the eye consciousness experiences it as being truly established. So that's why it's mistaken. So because of the, it's experiencing at it, the object, a person that's alive, as being uh, um, truly established. But it's not a wrong view because that person is a person alive. So it's mistaken, uh, this is, and this is according, this um, explanation of mistaken view and, and wrong view, we're using these two words, is according to the Madhyamika Prasangika view. Uh, so Rinpoche said, among the tenet systems, we find the highest tenet system to be the prasangika view. Uh, and the statement is that the, uh, uh, when uh, eye consciousness, for instance, observes a form, it is mistaken because it, it uh, experiences the true establishment of that form, uh, but is not a wrong view because it is a form. So it's not uh, uh, establishing it incorrectly with regard to what its functionality is or conventional function is. So it's not a wrong view because it's a stat. So when an eye consciousness apprehends a form, uh, it's uh, apprehending it through valid cognition. 
so because it is an a- apprehending it through valid cognition, it is not l'ushemayin. It is not a wrong consciousness. Um, so I think it's wrong consciousness and mistaken consciousness. So it's not a wrong consciousness um, because it is established by an eye consciousness with valid cognition. Uh, so uh, this is the reason it's not wrong, but it's mistaken because it's experiencing its true establishment. So why is it when the eye consciousness observes a sentient being that is a sentient being, uh, not a wrong consciousness, but a mistaken consciousness? It's not a wrong consciousness because that sentient being can be established through valid cognition. Uh, so because it's a, that sentient being is established through valid cognition by the eye consciousness, it is not a wrong consciousness. But what is it's experiencing, which is the true establishment, is mistaken. So it's a mistaken consciousness. So scientists need to study and look, and look at this. So that scientists can uh, practice this. Uh, So there's two new books with a combination. Rinpoche says that that combine Buddhism and science. I don't know of these books. So Rinpoche says there's two new books that combine uh, Buddhism and science. So we'll have to look at what the scientific view is related to a wrong consciousness versus a mistaken consciousness and what the, the difference would would be uh, So there's two uh, texts uh, that the Dalai Lama presented in Dharamsala uh, related to this. So I'm sure you can research and look this up for more details around it. Um, but the, there are two texts now that are combining uh, the two. So when we look at this uh, mistaken view and wrong consciousness, uh, we would apply the same kind of concepts to all phenomena because it would be the same way when we're the way we're establishing these things and talking about them. We would uh, um, uh, um, apply this to all phenomena. Then the Sanje Mishe, Miki Namba Sheba Zutuna, the Charpa Majon. So I was asking Rinpoche um, about a Buddha. So a Buddha cognizes a, a form. Uh, a Buddha um, does not uh, have this experience of true establishment. So it's not pervasive. If there is an eye consciousness observing a form, if it's the Buddhas, then there isn't this uh, presence of mistaken view because there's not the experience of true establishment. And Rinpoche said the, the line is, if the imprints Uh, the obstructions to omniscience, the imprints of the afflictions have not been removed, then there still is this experience. So I asked Rinpoche if uh, Sanjay Mayimba 
yena chushe yobicha soje mai bi kaza ke juju kunzu shikunzu shibilu kunzu la me lu kangalo nabatu wa kawa chanu ale then the sanje mai emba kona kanga chushe yobicha so all ni ngoso to binyaja to julia mare so there is this if the being is not a buddha then they necessarily have this mistaken uh, view. Now, Rinpoche is saying it's not a coarse mistaken view. It's related to the imprints of the afflictions. But there still is this mistaken experience that takes place um, that we could get into more later. But there's a mistaken experience related to the uh, um, natural afflictions, imprints of the natural afflictions. The... Uh, um, the the uh, what are the natural and the the created the um, the two there's the two kinds of afflictions acquired. what is it acquired. acquired the natural occurring and the acquired afflictions so there aren't acquired afflictions the natural occurring ones the imprints of the na- the nature ones are the ones that are left over the the gun, gun, yeah so uh, the yeah we'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> ซีเจมีบาลซีเจมีบาลนั้นซีเจมีบาลซีเจมีบาลนั้นซีเจมีบาลซีเจมีบาลนั้นซีเจมีบาลนั้นซีเจมีบาลนั้นซีเจมีบ
so this is how it, the mistaken and wrong are differentiated uh, according to the, the low rig. Uh, and then all inferential cognitions are mistaken uh, because they rely on meaning generalities uh, um, and so forth. So it, it's all in, in here uh, uh, if you want to look it up. So then it says, in some cases there may be a specific motivation. For example, someone may plan to kill only someone called Devadatta and he or she then commits murder. However, if this person mistakes uh, Yajanadatta for Devadatta and kills him instead, there is no actual sin, uh, um, completed action of killing. Hence, such an action of killing requires an accurate perception. If at the time of performance the killer has a general motivation, thinking that no matter what happens, he or she will kill, an accurate perception is not necessary. Know this to be the case for any of the remaining uh, nine non-virtuous actions. So in the case of killing, if a person has the motivation to kill, and that sets out to kill a specific individual, but then accidentally or some reason kills another person than the person that they set out to kill, then this does not complete the a a path of action of killing uh, because the, the perception itself and the motivation uh, are directed at the person who ends up dying. So the, this isn't a complete path of killing. Uh, now, if, for instance, though, the person uh, is thinking that they're going to kill whoever or generally going to kill and they go out 
They don't have anyone specific in mind. They haven't established this living being as the person that they are going to kill, uh, but they create some kind of killing because they're planning on going out and doing it. Uh, then this also is a complete path of killing. Uh, so when uh, this would be a path of killing if the person uh, is set out to kill whoever, no matter what, or establishes a specific person that they are going to kill and completes that act related to that specific person that they are going to kill. If accidentally <coughs> or by the way another person is killed, this is not considered technically in this case the act of uh, path act uh, uh, act of killing. Uh, so know this to be the case for any of the remaining non-virtuous. <coughs> the perception uh, uh, and the motivation here are determining uh, the determining factors relating to the killing at this point. <laughs> So here, know this to be the case for any of the remaining non-virtuous, nine non-virtues. Uh, this is uh, um, the tenth non-virtue, uh, uh, if you will, uh, killing. So we've gone over the facts around killing, uh, and uh, we can apply these same points related to perception, basis <coughs> Uh, um, uh, um, basis uh, perception, I'm sorry, basis attitude performance and culmination uh, to all the rest of these. So the way that this has been explained here can be applied to the other nine non-virtuous activities uh, as well. <laughs> Okay. So in looking at this and looking at how discrimination plays a role, if we look at the act of stealing, if you set out to steal a white car, but you somehow steal a red car, then the discrimination isn't present uh, because you are... It, it's not a complete act of stealing. So this is how we would apply this same point uh, to, to stealing that we do to killing. If you set out to steal that white car and you end up with that red car, it's not the stealing because the discrimination, the motivation wasn't there uh, to make it a complete uh, completion. <laughs> So this is what is meant uh, by uh, know this to be the case for any of the remaining nine non-virtuous actions. So when we look at the uh, sexual misconduct, uh, Rinpoche was saying uh, this discrimination, how does it play a role? Just stated it. Uh, so here, um, when we look at uh, these 
points that we're making, these categorically fall under the at three aspects of attitude. So we've gone over uh, the perception uh, and then the motivation, uh, and now we're going to uh, go over uh, the affliction. Uh, so the, the motivation uh, um, is uh, what is causing, the thinking that's causing one uh, to engage in the act, act, action. So it's the thinking. It's what one is thinking about that causes him or her to engage. Uh, so this is the, uh, what is meant by motivation. Uh, and, uh, um, and here, the motivation in this case of killing is the, the, the motivation to kill, the, the, the wanting to kill. Uh, so uh, that's the, the point uh, that, that is made. Um, uh, so, Dene? Nujie <laughs> Sujibijuan <laughs> And the affliction is any of the three mental poisons, and the motivation is the desire to kill. As for the performance, it makes no difference whether performance do it themselves or cause someone else to do it. The nature of the performance is killing by way of a weapon, poison, a spell, or a magic, or the like. Uh, so here, uh, the actual engage, one engages in killing by way of, and then these are some examples of weapons such as guns or knives or poisons or some black magic, a spell. Uh, so these are all the ways in which then uh, 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 someone uh, um, can die. And do some sena? Do cha the shedan so the affliction is any of the three mental poisons. So here this is referring to attachment, 
hatred or ignorance. Uh, so uh, when we're looking at the category of affliction, uh, the, these are what the affliction is referring to. So it's mixed with any among attachment, hatred, or uh, ignorance, or, or delusion. Uh, and then the motivation, uh, the thinking, uh, is the desire to kill. Uh, so the, the motivation or the thinking is, is that to kill. So sampadupi. Uh, so the thinking is uh, to kill. So when we remove a life from someone, we find that uh, there are examples of ways to do it here, but there's many, many other ways besides a weapon or a poison or a spell, etc. So there are many other ways uh, than this to kill, uh, to engage in the act of taking someone's life. Then the New York la the Namdru, the Nangla, the Konsu the 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 Kamba Chembo. The the Seiken, Ran Seison, Nyamdu. The Chikshina did drop do. That could then the mus don't just only say Marbe. Nandunanga. Okay. 
at that point in time or at another point in time. And then it says in the Abhidharma, uh, the treasury of knowledge, if the killer dies prior to or at the same time as the victim, there is no actual infraction since the killer has then assumed another life. Uh, so if uh, the person who is doing the killing dies at the same time as the person that they are killing, then there isn't the completion, the culmination, the completion of the act, uh, so we don't say it's a complete path of karma of killing. So the question I asked Rinpoche was 9-11 when they, the, the people in the plane uh, direct the plane into the building, have they killed people? And Rinpoche said, <laughs> yes and no. Those people that die before the perpetrate, the people in the plane who are causing this to happen, uh, uh, if they die before them, then they complete an act of killing. But if they die at the same time or after them, then those are not karmic acts of killing. Uh, and then the other example I asked about was the suicide bombing. Uh, and Rinpoche said in the case of suicide bombing, uh, we have a few things happening here, but the, the motivation is to kill mass amounts of people. If they all die together, then there's actually not a karma of killing in the case if they die at the same time when the bomb goes off. So that was what we were, I was asking Rinpoche about uh, um, when in those kind of examples that we all can relate to. And we would immediately say that's killing. Uh, and it's interesting to look at it uh, this way. So that was the oh, cool, country cool. way. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to relate to that. So if you are being ordered to kill, say you're a soldier, or um, you're a soldier and you're in a situation where you might not personally have the motivation to kill, but it's your you you took on that by becoming, you know, in the, being in the military, does that in any way change the karmic result? Well, calling it true, <coughs> ma, ma, the American sinzi, the ma jopo, mm. then then con the chiran chiranso the ma ma ken the chiranso con se. Yene the ma ken the se gugumare gulung yomare. Then con su chubi le yurbe con con se gugumare yene the sinzi lason the con se rona. Then sun san con se sun yene con gulung yomare. Both of them require the karma of killing. The person who does the killing as well as the one who ordered it to be done. So. Mala Subatin, she said, Taji Shiba Pujitis, Mala Subatin, Mala Subatin, Maja Susalava Yina, and the Lakhetta, Maja and Sikhin, Tiba Chiba Yungoris. So it stated that those who engage in a war and those who order the war to be engaged in are equally responsible for the karma of killing or something like this. Uh, um, so uh, those who ordered it and those who engaged in it are equally responsible when it comes to the karma. Then the ma ken, the gulum, me, the ngash, the chichichich, the kon ama, the juje, the dibala, then kon the dendru jewa, nyawa jewa yomare, gangisena dipa chembo yomare. So gulu chile 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 
I was asking Rinpoche though about the story of uh, um, uh, Monica Bila, whose mother ordered him to to call the names, and then he, because he didn't really want to do this, uh, had a little le- uh, uh, was able to be born into the. I'm shortening the story. Born into uh, 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 an uh, animal realm as opposed to a hell realm, where his mother was born, who ordered him to uh, engage in this name calling. Uh, so Rimache said there are still degrees within all of these examples that the motivation of the individual uh, produces that 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 uh, the motivation of the individual plays into then that creates a greater experience because of the motivation. It is that I know I did that kind of choppy, but uh, so the motivation itself kind of uh, uh, makes the experience greater or less. So there's varying degrees even within this conversation based on the motivation. Sorry, that was choppy. The Triwa Song. Rimache said questions are good. I was just, um, I, I have a tendency to want to think of this as analogous uh, in a way to the, uh, the legal systems in the West where uh, you know, there's there's never simple simply killing. There's uh, you know murder, uh, one, two, three, manslaughter. Mm. You know, and it all has to do with levels of premeditation and whatnot. Is 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 that uh, counterintuitive to what we're doing, or is it kind of on the right track? The Ari tree rimoyure, the suchupa, the kashe, the se kanga kande. This is the United States' law. So karma, the law of karma and its results and the law of the United States are different. <laughs> <laughs> So he's saying, like, you're asking if you can relate it in this way. He's saying they're different. Maybe you can relate it, but they're different. I said, are there similar to the degrees or stages that we see in the legal system? And he said, karma and its results and the legal system are different. Okay. As far as, you know what I mean? Yes. Priscilla, yes. question um, from from a little bit different perspective. Um, what about somebody who takes an antibiotic? Okay. Um, and to preserve their own health and in that process is <coughs> bacteria and other small living things. Definitely. Or um, and from and and Expanding on that, um, what about programs um, of public health where there is um, spraying of large uh, land areas to get rid of, for instance, uh, mosquitoes to stop the spread of malaria? So the mosquitoes die and the protozoa die and uh, to preserve human life. And where does that fit in with, um, with all of this? Thank you. Unfortunately, I think we're going to all not like the answer that it's all killing, but I'm going to, we're going to, okay. Then the Natsusupo Nala, the Bu Mambo Yure. Then the Sansan, the Bu Natsusupo Nala Natsa, 
Yonudu, Gangesena the Natsa Yonudu. Then they make Hashe Sama Bu Segudu. Then Bu Yimba, Senchen Yimba, Senripa K Lengudu. Then they Natsu Me Ma Sana, Natsu the Chichena Shigare. Then Sano Garde, Natsu Suchupi let the Me Sana Suchupi lay Yimba. Gangesena the Senchen Natsu Ha Kogudu, Natsu the Gupa Yomare, Natsu the Me Sana Senchen Sega. If you're taking the medication in order to kill the bugs in your body, you are killing. Then the Arijong, the Tsansan, the Du, the Sanchan Shinkan, Du Shagdu, Gangisena, the Bu, Mambo Yona. And may mambo shed nagare the malaria jakarla the bu suja then shed naldu then sansa arijung du shaldu then the suchupa kontribanipa suchupa the yegare the kujegog nesuros killing the when the government or whoever puts poisons down in order for the spread of malaria not to happen they are killing all of those beings because they are intending on doing so. Yes. Uh, but we, this isn't something we uh, are able to say to the government. So this isn't something like, Rinpoche uh, is saying it's not what we, we, we should, we're making a political statement. We're not doing that. So we're not able to say that to our government. It sounds like killing is inevitable. Pause. When is killing just fine to do? The... The Dakpar Natsu Suchupu de Jandu, Gangasena de Busena, Yene, the Sansan Suchupa Digribe, Sansan Kointriwa. Suchina Suchina Digri is not say I am Maris. And the Sosakanatis on a Sujak kills on a Sujagro. Sujan Abbot, Suju is a Lagumarota. <laughs> so there is no case where we can say it's good to kill. Um, uh, there is not uh, um, an, an example we can give because we're in a class on Buddhism, so we would not be able to say there are times when it's okay to kill. Um, so killing uh, is not uh, something that we say uh, sometimes is okay. Then that's not the coin, the Chikshin of the Shanchu Semba. There, now this is a ten non-virtues uh, according to the, the, this vehicle. If we look in the Mahayana vehicle and we look at uh, the Bodhisattvas, uh, there are cases where if, through their clairvoyance and high level of realization, they recognize that through killing, this will somehow benefit the person that is the basis, as well as other sentient beings, uh, and will be of benefit, uh, then it is permitted to engage in the killing. But they do not, it's, it is said that this is not 
a misdeed at that point. Um, but this is in the perfection vehicle. Uh, we're separating that from the lesser vehicle, just as a note. So this is in the higher vehicle, and this is specifically only relating to highly realized beings who have that clairvoyance. Yes. <laughs> So if you have tantric abilities uh, and there is a case where one you must kill because of the things just stated, because of benefit, etc., and you do not, then you're breaking a tantric vow. What about uh, like Arjuna? Arjuna has permission. Nagarjuna? Is that the question? I, th I thought his name was Arjuna. Uh, there's Nagarjuna. And there's Ar there's so many, but there's... You know, the one in the Hindu who kills his relatives. Hindu. The high up. This I thought it was Buddha. Arjuna. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah I, don't, I don't know. But there's a case of Buddha in a previous life when he was a riverboat captain, and he killed a person on the boat who was going to kill everyone else on the boat because he knew this out of clairvoyance. So that's an example of what Rinpoche is talking about, of the previous life of Buddha. He was a bodhisattva as a riverboat captain. And then there's a couple of other uh, previous stories, but that's the main story we relate to. Uh, this is different, but this is different than what we're talking about. This is a, in a, a specialized case with a highly realized being who's at a specific level. And in general, the Buddha stated no killing, period. And you can see how, how strict it is when we say that even taking an antibiotic or doing something which seemingly helps the masses is still the worst, the worst thing, which is killing. Yes, John. So then, just to clarify about, about the antibiotics, is it? I'll wait for the mic. Okay, when we're talking about using an antibiotic as being the karma of killing, um, is is the basis then to is that like definitive that the basis is a living being, meaning um, micro, I mean microorganisms, bacteria. Yeah, in the text it definitely says that there are these alive beings that are sentient beings in our body. Are they equivalent? I mean, can we really say they're equivalent that beings talked about in the text and this being Then about in Nampi bu, that's a super nala chipa. Chipa is So the scientists have the ability to be really specific and then count with a machine. They take a machine and they're able to really look and see how many of these bugs there are or not. Uh, so we could say, when we say are they compatible or not, we would say that science has this extra ability to be able to use the machines to look at and, and count how the numbers are. Uh, and, but then there's probably many things that the science's machine can't see also. So we can say that they can see many more, many of these things, but there's also things that we have to agree they can't see at all. Maybe the Mount Meru. 
In the instance of driving a car, if we drive a car from point A to point B, we don't have the intention to kill the bugs on our windshield. So do we get that karma of killing those bugs on the windshield? Motodana buseidu. Yene ngatsu gulong yomare. Gangisena ngatsu the Connecticut, New York drogu. Busegu mare. The mesana busegu. Yene motodana ne buseg segre sano yomare. Then the kakare. You don't have the desire to kill when you're driving, So later on, we get into these points that even when you're walking, for instance, you step on something you don't necessarily see, you don't have that motivation there for killing, so it's not the act of killing. So that would be the same as when you're driving a car. You're not setting out to drive the car to go kill something. You're driving the car to get somewhere. What is it? That's what is said. (laughs) Many questions. (laughs) <laughs> yes, one more question. One unfinished point about those uh, <laughs> antibiotics. Anybody who takes those antibiotics are killers to this yeah. point of, to this point of view. Yes. Well unless they're motivated nice. is to heal, not to kill, then it's not. But to heal, you have to kill. But well, you don't have to have the motivation to kill. Correct. I don't know. I don't believe it. I think that you have to kill them in order to heal. But you're not. But you aren't blind and just staying in the dark. You know you're killing them, and that's how you're going to heal. Correct? But isn't it better to just die? Adult Americans would. Most adult Americans would. So we have to establish that as the basis for our our discussion. That. But I don't know if knowing your action's going to kill is the same as having the motivation to Oh, kill. yeah, because driving, you know your action's going to kill. So, um, I'm not That's done with point. the whole antibiotic thing. Um, <laughs> so, it's better to then... Uh, it's better to just die with the m- microorganisms <laughs> in you if you're going to be more pure. Then the tree what? Suchupa. Deepa Chembo. Natsu the Mesana, Natsu Bu Suchuna. Chikshena Kongisampa, Natsu Me Sagamari. Then Natsu Shena Digare, Gangasena, Natsu Suchupa Pongu. Then say I am a suit, the Nolumbu Yoba Natsu Shemar is it? Ah. Dada Kurton and then Chulum Hansasana. ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、ただ、
valid cognition. He said, you can't see them, you can't hear them. Uh, the doctor can tell us that they're there, but we, the doctor is the one who's saying you, they're there and you need to take these. Um, but that's, anyway. So the doctor's saying that uh, you have to take these things. We can't be certain whether these bugs are present or not. Uh, it says there's 21,000 um, that are there, but to have the certainty uh, is difficult. So I guess certainty about the basis. Um, so this is a questionable part of it, uh, is that the doctor is the one who certainly knows that these organisms are there and has to prescribe this pill because of those organisms. Uh, so that's a certainty. But whether or not we as individuals really know that we have these things, uh, it's questionable. If we are, when we're taking it, we're really are able to establish that we're... Not all antibiotics work the same. Some just don't let the organism... Not all antibiotics are the same. They just some don't let the organism just reproduce. Uh, well, this is something that doctors understand. Rimichi keeps saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We all care very much about you, and it would hurt me if you, if your doctor prescribed an antibiotic to make you healthy and you turned it down and we lost you. That would make me very sad, and I understand that you have a choice, and yet it would make me sad to think that you didn't think about the people you help by being alive. And this is not saying Rinpoche doesn't take medicine. Let's make that clear right now. Uh, let's, he's not saying don't take medicine, and he's not saying he doesn't take medicine. So Except we all have that same certainly. thing of, of, of certainly. Sort of other people count on us. And so. the the then this salo Said Ted helps me with all my medicine. <laughs> 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 I think that's the answer. Yes, next. <laughs> I'm talking more about the right to die naturally and pure and rot. I'm not trying to get anybody to say it's okay to take the meds. No, he's saying he's not saying it. either way. He's just uh, well, presenting the facts. Pin it down to let me die and rot with the microorganisms in me, and that seems like the more pure way. I said that life. so clear and gave the, the discussion about the doctor is the only one who really knows if they're in there. Well, I don't agree with that. The doctor can do swabs and show me, and I can know too. Then Colin just said, remember, the par ngatsu the ngatsu tontodu, then par bu yure, then ngatsu the seme seme drupa yure gangin sena the par tonson, then ngatsu par tona, then ngatsu me sena, then ngatsu suchu. 
then Kongi Tsampa Chikshen and Mei Ka, then the Semchen Masei, then they Jewa Shema Yagdu. Gangi Senangatsu Dapa. Gangatsu was it Natsuta Nasal Gaviomaris. Dungen Suchi Dabayomaris. Dabba Mesa Nayo do Dadal Jajuris. That I made Jagre. That's Ajiris. So then we have to go to the doctor. Remache is just reiterating. We have to go to the doctor. We have to have the doctor diagnose. We have to keep our body, uh, this basis, uh, healthy because we do not want to suffer. We do not want to feel sick. So we go to the doctor for that. And then we should take the medication that the doctor has given. There's a whole discussion also on the other side of this about the precious human basis and the rarity of achieving it. And the, the, rare, the chances are you won't get it again anytime soon. So there's another part of this discussion that would come into play here. The, 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 how rare it is to get a human basis. And we went over that over at least six months of how rare it is and difficult it is to achieve based on a section of the text. So that might, you know what I mean? The doctors are really the ones who know. They're the best. They're the ones who prescribe what we really need. I told them what I said about the human basis and the difficulty of achieving because the causes are difficult examples etc and he said that that's a very good thing to say and that's a good point also to make within this about the human basis and the preciousness of it and the rarity of it getting another one is very very difficult So what we should be practicing is uh, what we arrive at through understanding the benefits of abandoning non-virtues uh, activities. Uh, the negativities of not abandoning and the benefits of engaging in virtue and the negativities, negativities of not engaging in virtue. So uh, we then, uh, once we study this and understand it, then it will make us want to engage uh, in what, uh, in the virtue and abandon non-virtue because of knowing uh, either, both of their results. Uh, this is why texts such as uh, the confession, uh, confession of downfalls, the uh, uh, confession, confession of downfalls, confession uh, in general are very important. <coughs> So the ethics which abandons the ten non-virtuous activities uh, are ethics or behaviors that we can engage in, we're able to engage in. So they're very important because they're things that we certainly can do. So if we can abandon one or two or three or four, and any that we can't abandon engage in the confession or acknowledging our downfalls, this is very good. 
so it's important uh, for us to have the ethics which have been in the ten non-virtuous activities uh, if we wish to and be born into the higher realms, if we wish to achieve the results of here, solitary realizer, or the bodhisattva results, or complete Buddhahood. We find in the uh, commentary, uh, entrance Chandrakirti's entrance to the middle way, where it says, uh, for ordinary beings, beings, those born from the Buddha's speech, those whose natures are certain, self-enlightened, or can conquer as children, there are no causes of certain goodness or high status apart from ethical discipline. Okay, so that's enough. Uh, so uh, we'll do the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. And thank you, everyone. Uh, Questions are very, very good. And again, these things that we're, we're questioning are debates that take place in Drepung Sera and Ganden over and over and over again. This is what they're debating about. So it's the, the fact that we didn't arrive at the answer means we're just doing what Buddha said. Cut it, rub it, look at it, and check it. Or so we're checking this material by, by discussing these things and questioning them. And so that's what Buddha wants us to do. No blind faith. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avukateshvara, Tenzin Yatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandak, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. <laughs>